M S W Media. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word. Westwood One presents The Final Word. The Final Word. With Frangela. Frangela. The Final Word. Wow. That was like a 70s sitcom. Yes, it was. I felt very uh, Barney Miller-esque. Oh, really? I was leaning more towards what's happening. Mm, that's nice, too. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> very successful I'll shows. Take it. I'll take it. Welcome to, you know what? Um, I'm gonna, First, I want to say we have some significant wins, people. Yes, we do. And, and I would like to see us celebrate them. Mm. We have a lot to talk about, but, uh, but I want to throw out some wins if I may, Miss Francis. Please. Number one, the second federal court to block Trump's contraception rule went down. Judge Wendy Beetlestone's ruling, uh, she was more expansive, actually, than the decision on Sunday night in a mm-hmm. different court where U.S. District Judge Haywood Gilliam in California here, he issued a partial injunction blocking the policy from taking effect in the 13 states in Washington, D.C. that were behind the separate lawsuit. Now, this was to stop, to give employers the right to deny uh, birth control coverage based on their beliefs. Which is ridiculous. It's absolutely because, ridiculous. Because let's, let's, really <laughs> quickly, let's have a conversation about this. That is like your boss coming home with you and climbing into bed with you and your partner. Mm-hmm. And making decisions about what happens. That is not okay. No, it's not. You're, 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 They're not. They aren't your feudal lord. No. Yeah. They no. don't have first night rights or whatever. But what really makes me mad about it, but obviously a lot of, obviously a lot of things do, is the lie that this is about beliefs. Right. What it's about is money. What it's about is the company's not, because this is a huge amount of, of care and money for women. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying essentially is that the, you don't have to cover this care. And for that, that's all they, please don't tell me they care right. about this is not for them. But so Judge Wendy Beetlestone's ruling, she made a national um, ban on it, basically. So uh, it's a huge victory for, and I can read, this is a great quote from the Attorney General Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania. He said, today's ruling is a victory for the health and economic independence of women in Pennsylvania and across America. So uh, it just really, that's a great win and everybody should be happy about that and that's cool. Also, I don't know if you knew this, Francis. Hmm. Apparently there's some people who think that Steve King 
might be racist. <laughs> well, I'm glad he got <laughs> censured by the House. Yes. Hello. And, and not only just censured, they've pulled him off his committees. Absolutely. Because let me tell you something. And this is what this is the thing that makes me angry. There's nothing different about his statements than when he was saying Thank before you. the election. But they embraced him. They supported him. Oh, no, yeah. they didn't take him down. And, you know, that's what I find disgusting. It's like, oh, we, we, we will do something now that we have the seat. Well, now that we and we've lost the we've also lost the majority in the House. So, yes. uh, but and uh, on Twitter, actually, they were putting up like here's I'm looking at a tweet from Ted Cruz saying I'm beyond honored to receive Congressman Steve King's endorsement mm-hmm. to then turn around and be like what he just said. Now, he has said all along that Steve King ain't had a day where he didn't say something racist. That's right. And I mean, hugely racist and bad. Yeah. Things like comparing immigrants to dogs. Yeah. Um, he said that immigrants one way that we should choose the quote pick of the litter. This was in 2012 in an Iowa town hall. He said, you want a good bird dog? You want one that's going to be aggressive pick one that's the friskiest not the one that's over there sleeping in the corner yeah Mm -hmm. and he's also the congressperson who went on to say that we can't restore our civilization with somebody else's baby that's right that was in 2017 and then this whole new thing about white being a a white supremacist what so when did white when did the terms white supremacist white nationalist Mm -hmm. and western civilization become wrong right that's what he said yeah western civilization i've never heard anybody critique that as on its own but really, dude. <laughs> well, you know, what, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. What I, I when I listen to him, I think this guy is a product of everything that's wrong in our educational system, and that is teaching that we are all. We all have different histories. The, the, the Native American history in America is a different history mm-hmm. than white people's history. That that black history is a different history than white people's history. Right. That white history, that, that all these things are happening on different tracks almost. Right. Exactly. And King's reportedly, not reportedly, repeatedly he suggested that, quote, Western civilization, unquote, is a superior culture. In an MSNBC panel in 2016, he argued that white people had contributed more to society than any other subgroup. And subgroup would be his word. Um, I would quibble with that. Yeah. A lot, also with the category of white mm-hmm. historically, but um, but that's the problem. That's, he's, that he, is the is, issue. He didn't get racist this week. No. Uh, and what I find interesting is I don't know if you saw that NBC sent on a memo. Somebody uh, in the upper echelons of NBC sent on a memo saying that the, we should not, they should not refer to his comments as racist, but rather they should say that some people call them racist. Now. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. That's why. No. And I'm like, um, um but who is the that? Man had I mean, a I mean, I mean, it's a woman's I mean, name. I'm looking for the article because it's this one. They, they I do have her name. It's a woman. They have the memo. Somehow, it, you know, it got leaked, whatever. Uh-huh. But um, he has gone. I mean, he's said much worse things than he always has. Uh, it's not new. He no. hangs out with white nationalists. He endorses white nationalist candidates in other countries. Which, yeah. Why are Congress people endorsing candidates in other countries in the first place? That isn't something that normally happens anyway, but he goes out of his way to do it for people who are and absolutely Nazis. And and his constituents have voted for him 13 times. Yeah, he's been reelected at least, yeah, what is it? 13 times. Well, I thought I read nine, but maybe it's um, But he just, and he just, it's, it's really, but the concept that it's new or that... 
Steve King is in a race so there's some question but let me see I cannot find the article in front of me now but it's a woman inside of N- NBC she's some sort of executive and she put out a memo saying Don't, we should not refer to the comments as specifically racist and rather say that other people say they're racist and I as you uh, disagree with that I think yeah. when you say um, I'm a white nationalist. Yeah, that's just a racist. <laughs> you're just a and racist. Also, also, if you don't find that racist, then we gotta look at you and your job. Well, then you're racist too. Uh, and he's and he's also the one. This one got me. The whole cantaloupe thighs thing. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is another good Steve King. For everyone who's a valedictorian, this was in 2013 talking about undocumented immigrants, and he was referring to what he called the vast majority of them. He said, for everyone who's right. a valedictorian, there's another hundred out there who weigh 130 pounds, a weird detail, mm-hmm. and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes yeah. because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. I remember that, yes. He also referred to them as dirt. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he's a racist. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> like, done. And, and you know what? And I'm watching every night on on um, CNN. I'm watching Rick Santorum and this one and that one talk about. Oh, how dare you say that we have racists inside? You know the Republican Party. Uh, we, you know, we have a proud history of not being racist. Mm-mm. And it's like no. And you know, and Van Jones history would be the operative word then. Exactly. Van Jones was up was up against him. Uh, Rick Santorum the other night and literally said you know what we have to go beyond the time if you have to talk about your your party not being racist you have to go past when i was born they keep going back to the slavery yes you have to go back republicans were anti and i'm like dude um I would not be throwing that out there as our no. as evidence. It's really not a good one. No. And the whole slavery, no slavery is not supposed to be a wedge issue. No. It really you're <laughs> not you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't show your boldness and your forward thinking to have been anti homing uh, and against owning human beings. Yeah. Um we don't get lauded for that. That's not <laughs> You know what wasn't a win this week? Hmm. Was Trump having the Clemson uh team to the White House and serving them uh fast food. I that found... he paid for himself, Francis. Yes he did. Well I don't I didn't see the receipt, but he said he did, which probably means he didn't. Can you imagine if you even if you didn't want to go, you go to the White House. You go for a White House visit. And they serve you some bullshit Wendy's with cold fries that you could have that, that you could have picked up, you know, on the way there. I mean, and, and had it on on silver trays, on silver cold trays, cold Big Macs, cold Wendy's, cold whatever they call them at Burger Kings, all over. And he's all proud, standing behind it. And I'm like, this is the White House. Yes, and feeding it to athletes, feeding junk food to athletes. Yeah. Who are the whole point is that they they're supposed I paid to take for care it of their myself. body? <laughs> you know what? Then you really are broke. Yeah, and you know, giving people the war. It's 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 so. Somebody else said this. It is a great metaphor. Just junk on a silver tr- on a silver yeah. platter. Yeah, absolutely. We had another win though. Hmm. A judge blocked um, a federal judge blocked the Trump administration from adding a citizenship citizenship question to the 2020 census. Yeah. Um, and that's really important. And they also went further. This judge ruling went further to say to Secretary Ross, he's the Wilbur Ross mm-hmm. Commerce Secretary, that his um, adding the citizenship excuse me question was and this is a quote arbitrary and capricious and it's uh, that he failed to consider consider several important aspects of the problem. 
alternately ignored, cherry-picked, or badly misconstrued the evidence in the record before him, acted irrationally, both in light of that evidence and his own stated decisional criteria, and failed to justify significant departures from past policies and practices. This is a quote. He said, a veritable smorgasbord of classic clear-cut APA violations. It's just like this. He broke the law. Yeah. And so that's another win. Yep. Yep. Well, today, as of, as we're talking right now, Bill Barr, the Bill Barr <sighs> hearings are going on in the, uh, with the Senate. And can we discuss really quickly? This man wrote a 19 page memo um, as an advisor to the president. And then it, to, and, and to, to discuss the fact that. He didn't believe that the that the president can be, you know, um, brought in. Or number one, he thought that he was obstructing justice mm-hmm. with firing Comey. And what people have to really understand, because people keep on saying, "Oh, well, that's just a small part. It's a small part of the Mueller investigation." But at the end of the day, the reason that we got Mueller was the firing of James Comey, and right. that is, and that is the whole point that these Republicans are trying to prove and to try to get. And that is what Trump and his lawyers mm-hmm. are trying to make sure that if they can sully. That original, the sin of the original fruit, the fruit ain't right. Right. The the tree gone bad. It doesn't matter what they're trying to say is if you know, what you where you the reason you started the investigation was somehow specious or, or exactly then, then the fact that you found you know thirty guilty people no. shouldn't count shouldn't count <laughs> and that's you know there there's some uh, it's ridiculous but I for me. I tried, you know, I was watching it, and you're absolutely right. He wrote a 19-page memo for an organization he was not working for. No, no, he's they just an heavily, advisory. Heavily annotated, and he's and looked up things, and it's almost like a legal brief. Mm-hmm. And then he sits down and says that he doesn't really believe any of the things that he put forward in that not-requested memo. You're right. Like, and I'm like, you know, hey, here's the re- here's the deal. We have to stay vigilant. Mm-hmm. We just have to. We are we are the only rail here that counts. So it's still 202 Three one two one to make it clear to your representatives that they will not back down and that there is no reason for this person to get any Democratic votes, yeah. in my opinion. Right. Um, that, that that's he's whether he's going to get passed. It's the Senate. That's right. But um, let's make it clear that we're watching him and that, that it's not OK. And the whole discussion is, oh, you've known um, Bob Mueller for, you know, 30 years. Who cares? But this, you know. Thank you for saying that. Who cares? They keep saying, because so they're questioning him, and Barr says, uh, at one point he says, you know, I can't admit when they're asking him, what does he think of the Mueller investigation, or does he think it's corrupt, or it's a witch hunt? He's like, you know, I don't think Bob Mueller, you know, I've known him for, I, uh, I don't think he'd be involved in anything like that. I was like, oh, is that how we're operating now? Right. I'm sorry. I thought that we looked at people's deeds, uh, record, action, accountability, and their was resume. Was there a crime committed here? For the, is there a reason why we have this investigation? Not the, whether or not he's your uh, your buddy over when you play croquet. Well, the idea, we keep allowing this, though. And you hear it even from the newscasters. I'm saying, Bob Mueller, he's this kind of man. He's that kind of man. You know, uh, Rosen, um, what's his name? Rosen, Rosenstein. Rosenstein. He's this kind of man. He's that kind of man. These sort of characters. Character discussions that I don't care about and that are subjective completely and have you're absolutely nothing to do with whether or not the investigation, what's happening in the investigation. I don't 
I don't have to trust Bob Mueller's personal yeah. convictions. There's supposed to be laws and rules that he's abiding by. Also, I don't have to trust people's personal, who they are as a person. That's the whole point of having laws. Also, the reality is that this man, this one man, after we are in a place where we have never been in as a country, as a society in the United States, where we have had to this week, had the president have to answer, <laughs> oh are God. you... A uh, a a foreign a agent? foreign agent for Russia for um our pretty much number one stated geopolitical enemy yeah uh the fact that and and we've said it to each other for the last week I can't believe that we are in a situation where the president of the United States is repeatedly saying this yeah and so like I'm not working for like how is and nobody's going and people are reacting to it but not for me the idea that it's happening you're like you at all is insane it's insane and the fact that this guy bill barr could potentially obscure and uh, obliterate the Mueller investigation and and and, and of uh, the the report itself he yep. gets to decide what you hear as an american that's not okay i'm counting on leaks that's and not that okay shouldn't be what i'm counting on exactly it's when you're looking at a situation where it also came out last week or over the last week that Trump went has gone to extraordinary lengths, extraordinary, never before lengths from any president to conceal the details of his five com- private conversations <laughs> with Vladimir Putin. Not one, not three, five, five, five. That's a whole handful. Thank you. There are no notes. There's no recording. And in fact, the idea and it got some attention, but I don't think it's gotten enough attention that the president of the United States would confiscate himself yes go to the the translator the person in the room and take their notes we have to he have physically took notes. this is a man who doesn't carry anything that's right i haven't seen him carry the big mac no so he, his, his wife won't touch his hands so he does <laughs> thank you so he went and he personally don't tell me that ain't a lackey mm-hmm. he went and lackeyed for his boss mm-hmm. putin got these notes and he and says and you know anybody can know what's going on then why'd you take the notes right why didn't you want your top aides to understand be in the room but Russians can be. But you don't want your top aides to be in the room, and you didn't want them to know what you said or what he said. That's right. So stop, stop your lying. And and that's the thing. It's like it, I I do feel like, and I'm angry. Like you are pissing on me yeah, and, and telling tell me, me it's, it's raining. raining. Absolutely. No, because you can't. But this is the thing. He's gotten away with it the entire time. Yeah. You can look at my tax returns. Do have we? Mm-hmm. I'm an open book. Really, you took the notes and won't tell anyone. Like there's no, you know, and then the, the sort of the false Sarah Huckabut, um, the false equivalencies of her saying, well, you know, look, it's just he talks to lots of world leaders. OK, we're not talking about lots of world leaders. I'm we're not talking, talking about, about a conversation one. with Theresa May. I'm not talking about a conversation with Macron. I'm talking about a enemy of this country that interfered unequivocally everybody knows it in our democratic process and is continuing to do so. Absolutely. That has been shown to have. Um, committed assassinations and attempted assassinations all around this globe. Yep, yep. And you know what? I just New York Times just uh, recently did an article about what we know about Russian disinformation and how it really affected us because we still are not grappling with it. We're not grappling with it in terms of our lawmakers. We're not grappling with it in terms of us as regular people. I mean, you are because you're smart that who's listening yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. But in general. We're 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 nowhere near understanding what happened or prepared for what's going to happen to us potentially again in twenty 
twenty. And this stuff that just I, happened. I don't. There are people who shouldn't be seated right now. Exactly. And I have to say this. I'm gonna say it out loud. I believe that in twenty years we will find that they somehow got into those voting machines. Oh yeah. I believe that Did we they, will, we know they got into voting machines, but that they changed votes. That they changed votes. Yeah. I know that when we when we get to the point where we can't do anything about it, that's when we oh, somebody so will tell us when the people who feel like the votes getting changed might hurt them. That's right. Because I that to me is the the uh, do I believe that that I don't know what you know Vladimir Putin what um if he prefers if he cares about Republican versus Democrat really mm-hmm. I think what he cares about is destabilization exactly and 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 making the United States a laughing stock and uh, just a, not a world power not yeah. a, and he's succeeding really well uh, with his what I believe is his employee whether or not Trump knows he's the employee being irrelevant to me and for me when we talk about you know russian disinformation that is still currently going on and me saying that i believe that they got into our make me distrust our voting processes that is part of that disinformation well, did you see klobuchar uh senator klobuchar um talking when she wants one of her questions to Barr, to mm-hmm. william Barr today in the senate confirmation hearing um it was her, right? Yeah. Uh, she brought up paper ballots mm-hmm. in one of her questions. Do you think the paper ballots? And he sort of did some weird dance away from it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but you like, and she tried to do some kind of cleanup of it. Like, I believe it was her. If I'm wrong, forgive me. But um, exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. which is we can't. I, I'm seriously, I'm for the thumbprint. I'm for have, I'm, I've said it before. I'm for the UN coming in. Yeah. And monitoring our elections. Mm-hmm. And we, we can do thumbprints until we learn how to act. We don't get little machines. <laughs> That's why we can't have nice voting. Because we don't know how to allow it. I mean, we've got a person who's been seated, it sounds like, in yeah. the House who hired somebody to who literally stole people's physically stole people's votes. votes yes so it's it's we clearly at the most the, the technology is hardly even the problem mm-hmm. we're on the most basic of level there's straight up stealing going on exactly frangela angela you know i was suffering from hot flashes oh, girl, yes. night sweats mm. lack of energy it was making my life miserable and mine too yes not just from my own lack of energy <laughs> and night sweats but yours were particularly bothersome because you had an attitude yes 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 well you know what i don't have to suffer any longer That's right. you don't either burger has been formulated with all natural ingredients for women to help you feel great again yes clinically proven burger helps reduce hot flashes and gives you the boost you need. Why not take control of your body today with Burgafem? Take that control. Thanks to Burgafem, thousands of women worldwide are taking control of their hot flashes and feeling great. Why shouldn't you? Try Burgafem today at burgametna.com and feel the difference. Get your Burgafem today at burgametna.com. That is B E R G A M E T N A. dot com. Use promo code Frangela for twenty five percent off your first order. Feel better today. And now, also, we are in, what, is day 25? Day 25 of the government shutdown. Of the government shutdown. Yeah, one job. One job. One job. And you're not doing it. And nope. here's the thing. Let's talk about how this is about to really, uh, not just affect the 800,000 people. Oh, it's already, yeah. And not just the people outside of that, because, you know, now we're doing the stories of, okay, there's a government building that in this town that, you know, 500 people work at. And right? But there are contractors. And, 
and all around the businesses yeah. in the neighborhood. That means that the, the sandwich waitress, shop, the, the sandwich yeah. shop, the, the, the waitress, dry cleaner. Exactly. She's not getting tips. So she has to, her economy is affected by their, that, this, these decisions. And it's trickle down. This trickle down in the wrong way. Well, it's the trickle, way trickle down actually works, which is exactly. misery. Misery does trickle down. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like you, Angela. It does settle at the bottom. And so it's the people who can least, when you're talking about employees that make $30,000. Mm-hmm. That is not an, in in no state in this nation is that does that make you even remotely okay? Right. Um, and you talk about families where both may, maybe even if they have another income, that other income either isn't enough comparable or it's also they're also in the you know work for the federal government or affected in some way mm-hmm. um, by the shutdown. It is. And every day it gets worse, and you hear all Trump says is he doesn't care. No, and then cut he just to doesn't care. Cut to RTSA workers, and I I do appreciate hearing the stories of people every time they're flying, telling people thank you, thank you for being here. Because could you do me a favor and get the change out your uh, out your pocket before you get up to the machine? No, I'm trying to understand. We all know you can't have change. See, this one makes me mad about it, and it's the men. This is the men I see doing this. When you got up that morning, you knew you were flying. Yeah. Why'd you put the change in? The pocket in your first place you don't need that change no, 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 you you're not going to no no, there's no no video no, games and no no phone booths there ain't no phone booths there ain't no penny slots in the <laughs> no unless okay now if you're at the vegas airport maybe maybe but everywhere else i'm like dude yeah no it is and, and then, i like i have to fly this weekend and i'm like oh my gosh is yeah. it gonna be hell yeah yeah then let's talk about food inspection oh would let's you want that about, yes you know the huh. only the three things that they're checking <laughs> Is I think it's meat, fish, and well, eggs. The things that that are most likely to just kill you. Yes, <laughs> straight off, straight, straight off. off. That like, you gonna no. get the, you gonna get the plague immediately. Yeah, like no, just like two days of like I don't feel right, and then mm. you go to the hot like yeah. just straight up kill you. And yeah. I did I did read one article that suggested they're trying to reopen more uh, you know more things for inspection. Mm-hmm. But the only reason they're doing that is because you're calling two zero two 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 four three one two one. Yeah, um, and. We have to maintain that pressure because we can't cave. We can't allow. What we need to do is make it clear that the problem here is not is not immigration. It's not a, a wall or not to have a wall. The problem is holding the government and all of the American people hostage to perform to put forth any agenda right. that has no relationship to it. And on top of it, to have Republicans and stuff act like literally they have just they're going down. McConnell won't even McConnell won't let a vote come up for a no. bill that he supported that got right. that he voted for in December last yeah. December will not let that bipartisan legislation come forward yeah. because what he does know is actually the votes do exist to override a presidential veto mm-hmm. I know they do yep. and that's why they don't want it up there because they don't want to have to veto him and they will so McConnell th- there's no loyalty here this isn't what he's done he's put a stranglehold on our ability to pass legislation so here's my question here is my question for us as Americans when we have someone who is literally standing in the way of 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 laws being passed yeah which is his only uh, job only job yeah that <laughs> we have to go back in here and we have to restructure how these things happen this because is the thing. one man cannot Should, hold mm-hmm. because he, it's he, that is not democratic top, it's not democratic he doesn't get to decide what gets vote and this thing he does and people act like these are founding father let me be clear about the founding owners there's a reason why everything that you talk about all these rights are a, they're they're amendments they're not a part of the original document that many of them are they happen much later the document document is set up to be a living, breathing document mm-hmm. capable of change. We have made significant changes to the Constitution. Like, for one, we used to not have direct election of senators. Yep. 
you know, and and they got we got rid of that and said no, we should have direct election uh, for what is considered actually the more powerful part of the House of a uh, Congress rather. And there's no reason to me exactly. It's exactly right. We're, what we're seeing in this administration is. We're exposing some gray areas that nobody could have anticipated, and there's no reason why we can't address them in a way that isn't punitive to um, any one branch necessarily, but that does compel the branches to do their fucking job. Yes, and here's, here's, here's my thing. I think that the wheels are about to come off with Trump because yeah. I think that the reality with this shutdown, the, I, I think that at the end of the day, what's going to happen is... He, his own voters are going to have to hold him accountable. Have you watched any of the interviews that they do with people? I have. And they're they're bouncing. You know what? They're it's, teetering. It's they're so teetering. It's so interesting to watch cognitive dissonance across somebody's face. Yes. Um, and that's when you're trying to hold two contradictory points of view at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love Trump. He's a good president. Trump is responsible for this horrible shutdown. And he so, said he was. And, you know, he, that's on. He not only did take control of that, and, and beforehand, he's still he's trying to act like it's the Democrats. But you guys had you had a majority for two years and didn't mm-hmm. get this done yeah. I'm not going to let that go you had a majority there's legislation to open the government that keeps getting passed by the house that you just won't let sen- senators vote on yep. but it's amazing to me to see people so I watched this one guy stuck with me older white gentleman appeared to be and he said you know he's a government worker and he was like talking about how he's not going to pay his mortgage be able to pay his mortgage and you know mm-hmm. and all of the horrible things because this shutdown and the reporter said so you said you were a Trump supporter and he said yeah he goes are you still and this is I'm going to try to recreate what did he went well, uh, Golly. Okay, on this issue, I, I, I mean, she's like, well, who do you blame? And she's, well, I, uh, I, well, I think you have to blame who's in charge. And she says, well, you mean Trump? And he went, well, well, like on this issue, on this issue, right, right. But to me, that's dangerous for you, Trump, mm-hmm. because you couldn't even get that out of people. Well, it's yeah. soybean farmers talking about we know we're going to suffer. We're mm-hmm. willing to take this hit for the greater good of being able to hate brown people openly and legally. Yeah. And I'm. I believe at the end of the day, I don't want to hear any more about economic anxiety. No, because you you can't tell me that this is a group that feels like they aren't getting paid attention to, and that they have economic anxiety and nobody cares about them when they are being unemployed by the person they supported. That's right. Not being paid by the person they're supported. How? That's that. Clearly, it's not economics that make them anxious. How? How does it feel to be the chicken in the game of chicken? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because right. because that's what he's done. He's loaded up all of his supporters and then put them in the front of the cart. And he's playing chicken. With you know, lives. With their lives. And and, you know, their 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 livelihoods. Yep. And over and over again, people, you know, it is the fact that you have a job and you're doing a GoFundMe for your rent. Um, and that's what a lot of people have been doing mm-hmm. um, and, and not knowing how you're going to pay your bills and the stress of all of that. It's just not OK. No. And 25 weeks. It's not the longest. Obviously, you've heard that the longest shutdown. I don't know what on what planet not show, not doing your job mm-hmm. is okay, that makes you successful. I, it makes no sense to me, uh, but it's got to stop. And uh, also, we got to mention we wanted to mention the Brexit situation. The Brexit. So that got voted down today. Theresa May's most recent try at, at mm-hmm. a deal. Right. It got like, it's historic, right? Yes, like it like, was. 
I didn't know. I didn't get the number yet. It's hundreds. Like it's like they were saying it could be from fifty to two hundred and twenty. It was two hundred. It was. It was like no. it's the yeah. It's the largest margin loss ever. I think in British history, post post war British history inside of their parliament. And so they were like, no, don't like it. <laughs> well, the problem is that now I guess the way that this works, she has three days to bring another one forward. But immediately when it didn't pass, and by such a ridiculously huge margin, mm-hmm. the opposition started calling for a no confidence vote in her government. Now what wow. I've read is. Why don't we have those, by the way? Exactly. Um, but like, um, what I've read is that a lot of the pundits seem to think that she will survive that. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get a deal on the table, within the EU apparently has decided it's something in such a very short period of time. I want to say it's sometime in March. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the deal, if if the UK doesn't come up with a deal um, by or you know Theresa May that people sign off on by sometime in March, they'll be leaving Brexit with no deal. Yeah, I mean they'll be leaving the European Union with no deal. Right. Which is crazy. That's crazy. But I really do. I hope, and I know it's it's been talked about a little bit that they have another referendum because I firmly believe that people didn't get it. No, they didn't get it. And I think you should. They should let people vote on it again and be like, you know what? This time, y'all. This time. Now we got the movie. Benjamin uh, Cumberbitch uh, did the film for HBO. <laughs> Watch that. And then you can understand what's happening now in your I politics. Mean, y'all remember. And then you can vote again. I think everybody got to watch the Benjamin Cumberbitch. I don't think that's actually his name. It's something like that. Right. It's Cum- Cumbersnatch. I don't think, it's, I'm really sure it's not that. <laughs> you sure? I think that's what they call his fans. The Cumbersnatches. I've heard, I think that was in a, a mm. movie. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And also here in Los Angeles, we're on, this is a, what is it, the day second two. largest. It's a school district in the country, is yes. it? Yes. Um, on day two of the L.A. school strike, it's over 30,000 people. It's huge. It's important. And tell, Francis, I just want you to say your experience of the situation. Well, Because you have a child in the L.A. school system. Right. And so my kids, you know, I'm a parent of a kid in a public school. And so it was, you don't get the information because here's the deal. L.A. Unified, when you go to their website, they say school is open. But at Mike's kids' school, which is a very small school, just a few mm-hmm. hundred kids, mm-hmm. there are only three people there to oversee the wealth, health, and um, safety of all those students. You wouldn't allow that that amount of teachers for a field trip. No, you for wouldn't. A, for like a small, a fairly small group of people. No, you wouldn't. Kids. And so the problem is, is that they have to put them all in one space mm-hmm. or two to three spaces like gin pot. Right. So that it's not, not and they're safe. not. De- here's the deal. And the reason they have to do that is because I was shocked to learn this from you, Francis, that the L.A. Unified, if you do not have your child cross that picket, they are counting it as an um, and as an absence. absence. And at, how many absences is it truant? Um, I think Trincy, it's I think five to ten. So depending on how long this and, and, and there are huge there's ramifications that are talk about how uh, through funding that funding for the public school system is based on partly on attendance. And so they theorize it's been thrown out that yesterday day one of the strike cost 15 million dollars wow. to the LI Unifi- unified system because if you took out um, how much the absences cost because you don't get paid for those students that not being there. Right. And then on top of it you take out the salaries then you just subtract from that amount the salary you're not paying because the teachers aren't there that you were left with 15 million in one day and but I, to me they wouldn't let you this is why I don't I think it's wildly unfair in terms of the absences 
it's part of our, our belief system also, you know, cross pickets. I think it's dangerous to cross pickets, right. not because I'm afraid of, um, in this situation, teachers hurting anybody. But in the past, it's just not a situation where you have kids should not be dealing with union no. and anti-union. They don't need to be at that kind of situation, I think. But on top of it, it's just... It makes no sense to me how if you they would never keep that school open like you're talking about a school that Abby went to has over a thousand students right the, her old school had a thousand students if if they could only have three teachers on one day if there was a natural disaster or something happened heaven forbid and only three people showed up they would cancel school yeah because that's unsafe mm-hmm. but because it's they're trying to not have to give anything up in the strike they're going to use basically extortion with parents yep. to try to force you to send your kid there when they don't have anybody to teach them. It's not for them to go to school. And there's no it's instruction. Just for them to sit there. There's no just instruction there. whatsoever. There is no Without instruction. Enough people watching them, and I doubt there's any. Are they? Is there a school lunch program? Well, they're they're getting boxed cold lunches. Is what they get for how many days? Is that even going to go on? Right. And exactly. I, I do not blame any parent who doesn't have a choice. They don't have childcare. They can't do. Exactly. I'm not going to blame them at all for taking their kids in. But I just look at the situation. And go. How is it legal to count that as an absence? Because that you would never let a school do have that little coverage. Outside of the strike. Right. Well, you know what? In there, in, by everything by the LA Unified uh, posting, it's like, send your kid to school. Yeah, no. It's open for instruction. It's yeah, all no, it's everything's not. great. No, it's not. You're not going to learn anything. They're gen popping them into an area and hoping that they don't get hurt. Yeah. And this is the thing that they keep trying to talk about wages. But what you should know is that these teachers, they're not wages. Yes, they deserve a pay raise. But what they're really there about is class size, size class size, mental health care. Yes. For nurses. And having nurses. You know, one of the Stuff issues, for services for the students. Yes. One of the issues is like in for LA Unified uh, high schools, the class sizes, top class sizes, 39 kids. That's, That's crazy. crazy. And they want to raise can't it. teach an effective they, improv class that way. And they want to raise it to 46. Why? You, almost I mean, 50 people in a classroom? You can't do anything. Open more schools. We have a surplus of money in this state. That's right. California, we have a several billion dollar surplus and they have the money. They just don't want to pay it. And that's the, and that's why I support this strike wholeheartedly. Me too. All right. And that is our final word. Okay. Now it's time for emails. Emails. Gotta go get your emails. It's a little, a little slowed down. It was. A little more, you know what? It's raining it. today in it's LA. A more, it's a more um, sentimental feeling. It was, it was. All right. This is first up from Dory P. Thank you for writing us. Um, she has edited the week candidates for subject line. Happy New Year, ladies. Happy New Year to you too, Dory. As a furloughed federal employee, we are so sorry. With no idea when I'm getting paid again, you two are one of my bright spots. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And appreciation. Here's my candidate for idiot of the week. Man brings raccoon car- carcass into McDonald's, causes its brief closure. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, we, we saw this story and we read it and it's it, good. It's good. It's it a good story. It is stupid. But I just, you know what? I felt... I felt sad for the raccoon. And all, it's so, yeah, that's when we edit of the week comes out tomorrow, you'll be able to hear what. But we wanted to say, Dory, we are with you. We are. Um, and thank you for writing. Thank you for listening. And that is lovely. Yes, thank you. Next up, this is from Marty H. He says, thank you for all you do. I depend on you and Stephanie Miller to get through every day and every week. Thank you so much. Well, and then go. he goes on to say, the blizzard of 79 is real. I remember it vividly. Uh-huh. I remember jumping off the garage roof into pot. Piles of snow we had shoveled. So much fun. 
And then he sent a picture. Thank you for the pictures. Y'all need to get over this blizzard. And oh, I don't know if we goodness. need support groups. <laughs> but and I'm not saying it wasn't bad. Please. Please. I'm just saying I had no idea how raw the emotion was it's around raw. it. It's raw. And I think that we should get you some kind of counseling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, this is from Nicole H. No, Noel. Oh, Noel. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Noel says, I would pay $100 to any damn reporter to ask Pence and every one of those assholes in front of the mic. You are talking that you're talking that the Democrats won't negotiate. There's a clean bill right now. Now, this is in all caps. It's all caps. It's all, <laughs> Noel got cappy. She, she says, there's a clean bill right now in front of McConnell, and he won't bring the motherfucker up for a vote. Let's, I want you to try that read again. Okay, mm-hmm. give me that read, but give it to me with some Noel H. You, I, 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 in it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm, okay, okay. There's a clean bill right now in front of, the, uh, in front of McConnell, and he won't bring the motherfucker up for a vote. And then she goes on, what is there to negotiate? <laughs> Who the fuck is stalling now? <laughs> the same fucking bill the Senate passed 100 to zero. You ain't even spent the money you got last September and you're crying for more. Mm. This whole, oh, the Democrats, whilst they wave their tiny penile narrative is bullshit. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Happy New Year, LOL. <laughs> Thank you, Noel. Thank you, Noel. For your Noel. spirited and wonderful email. We agree. We agree. Now it's time for resistance. Wrap up, 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 up. That is right. So um, we had a lot of choices. And I think that one of the things I couldn't find exactly what we were looking for, maybe for helping the teachers here in L.A. We'll see what happens in the next day or two. That might be a next week thing. But for now, I want people to check out the Exoneration Project. It's uh, exonerationproject.org. Uh, they're a free legal clinic at the University of Chicago Law School, and they're dedicated to representation of the wrongfully convicted. You've probably heard of them recently because if you've heard the story of Chicago Police Sergeant Ronald Watts and his team of police officers, who basically, according to a blistering opinion that was written by Chief Justice Peter Byrne he called what they would do is shake down people and frame residents of the South Side housing mm. projects. He called it one of the most staggering cases of police corruption in the history of the city of Chicago. And that's that's saying something because Chicago has some history in this area. Um, that base and the, the judge said the criminal enterprise of these police officers looked like it was right out of the movie Training Day. Mm. That's what the judge wrote. Wow. So so far there are fifty people who have come forward that have, have proven that they were framed by this one man. Yeah. Um, and several people, one man has already got, had his conviction overturned, but this is the thing. He was like 17 at the time. Yeah. Hasn't been able to get a job. Hasn't. So there, so this is an organization that does a lot of really good work and you should definitely check them out and see, you know, if you can help them out to do so. We want to remind you, we have a TV show called Me Time with Frangela. And you can check your local listings. Uh, go to, to MeTimeWithFrangela.com. Mm-hmm. And you can watch videos um, on YouTube from the Me Time, Frangela, Me Time with Frangela channel. And on Instagram and on Twitter. And all Facebook. That. And on Facebook. And you can pick up our comedy album, Resist. Please do. It'll make you feel good. Yes. Yeah, so you can always catch us on Friday mornings, uh, the last third hour with Stephanie Miller. But always with the exception of last this, week and this, and this week. week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and this week. Yeah, this week. I'm oh, Women's March this uh, coming up weekend. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I am not unaware. I'm going to D.C. to see my sister. She lives there and my uh, my OG, Shotzi. And uh, also at the Women's March is this weekend. And actually, there's an anti-choice march uh, the day before mm. that I wanted to... Um, you know, watch yeah. in a friendly mm-hmm. manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I'm there. But there's been a lot of controversy around the Women's March. We will probably maybe we talk about that next week afterwards because yeah. I'm curious what how it's gonna 
pan out in terms of who's showing up and who's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it has to do with uh, some women in the leadership and uh, questions of them going to hear one of them not condemning Farrakhan. I have not heard or seen anybody posting anything about the women's march. Well, a lot of people aren't because of because of this. A lot of people aren't going, and a lot of officials. I mean, I, pe- yeah. I mean, officials. Like, I don't know that they have any. I was starting to read this article in the Iran at the time. Um, about how, as opposed to the years before, they do not have this lineup of officials yeah. coming to speak. So, for me, um, the, the march has many purposes, and I am not uncritical of mm-hmm. uh, the situation involving the the three women in the leadership, and two of them in particular. Um, and there's definitely issues there that need to be looked at. But mm-hmm. in terms of you know supporting the concept of protecting our rights, all of our rights, I'm yeah. down with that. And resisting. Resist. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. Woo! And thank you, Joy Salvia, Lindsay Floyd, and Jack Silver. All y'all been great. Remember to follow us at Frangela Duo on all the social medias. We write you back too, so you can write us at Frangela08 at gmail.com. Westwood One Podcast Network presents Screwed Up Stories with Christine Blackburn and Rachel O'Brien. His friend who was allowing him to use the pad, yes, my pizza guy slash paramedic slash rain kisser, still lived at home, didn't even bat an eye as I staggered in nauseous but excited. The hard bruised milk and her boy toy. Pizza guy had hunted, caught, and delivered me. Screwed Up Stories. Download it free and easy wherever you get your podcasts from the Westwood One Podcast Network.